What up, winners? Welcome back to Focus on Winning a Podcast. My name is Ashraf. So before we begin, I want to ask you some questions. Are you a solopreneur? Do you have an assistant? Have you built a team before? If the answer is not, why haven't you? Is it because you feel like no one can do better than you? Or is it because you want to save money? <laughs> well, I don't know what your reason is, but if you are considering building a team that helps you build your empire, then this episode is for you. And I want to tell you my goal this year. So one of my goals this year is to build a team. The reason why is because I want to focus on the things that I actually enjoy and to do the things that can actually bring income. And if I can focus on that one specific thing, I can go all in and can always upgrade it, right? So, you know, right now I'm kind of like a solopreneur because I do a lot of things by myself. So if you are someone like me who records the podcast, edit it, publish it, invite guests, send emails, engage in social media all by ourselves, then you you would know how it feels, right? It feels really, really exhausting. And then one day I realized, you know what? I need to outsource some of my tasks. I need to hire someone, but I don't really know how to find a team. And I don't just want a regular team. I want a superstar team who, yes, I know it's hard, but it is possible, right? It's hard, but it's possible, okay? It's not impossible, it's possible. So I thought before finding them, I wanted to ask my dear friend, Chris Ward. So why her, you may ask? Because she's on my friends list on Facebook and I always read her posts about building a team. And she even has her own Facebook group that really talks a lot about team building. So that's why I'm bringing her today on the show to share her ideas on how to build a superstar team, yeah. So here's a quick intro about Chris. She's the founder of the Win the Hour, Win the Day philosophy. She's an author of the book Win the Hour, Win the Day. She helps entrepreneurs double their income and triple their time off. So basically, you can get more results even if you're not there. Ooh, that is so awesome, right? I mean, she's a team building expert, so it makes sense she can help you do that. And she has been interviewed by one of the original sharks from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, and ABC's The Secret Millionaire. And now she has an upcoming book, The Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs. Right, so all the links to the book are given in the description below. If you are always working long hours, if you always work on weekends, or you always miss or move deadlines for your projects, then get this book. Get these two books I mentioned earlier. I believe it will help you solve all these problems. Especially if you are a solopreneur, I believe this book can really help you do that. Right, so by the end of this episode, you will be able to find and build a superstar team so they can help you build your empire. Oh, wow. I love using empire. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, business is is kind of like empire, right? <laughs> uh, unless you consider your business as a part-time job. I don't know. Okay, so, so before we begin, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. 
so you're not going to miss out on every single episode about how to use social media for business and also give rates and reviews on iTunes so I know your opinions about this episode or maybe the whole show. Alright, without wasting any more time, let's begin. So the real question is this, how would an entrepreneur like us, who literally start from nothing or has limited resources and yet still wants to build an empire, join Usheruf as he answers this big question so you can apply it too. Welcome to Focus on Winning. Hey Chris, welcome to the Focus on Winning a Podcast. I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you know, uh, last year you published a book called Win the Hour, Win the Day, right? And yeah. you know, w- when I read that title, I feel like it really resonated me a-, a little bit because, you know, my podcast name is Focus on Winning, right? So yeah. It kind of goes well together. <laughs> Just want to point that out. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations for publishing a book. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, I really wanted to help as many people as I could. Uh, so, getting that book out there was step one. Mm-hmm. And Chris, so I know you have said this many times now about when you were being, when you were almost get electrocuted because you were mm-hmm. in a rush, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure mm-hmm. many people have known that story by now. So how about you tell something about yourself that most people don't know? Well, there's lots of things that people don't know, although the, the getting oh. electrocuted now that you've introduced the story, I think we do have to tell a little bit for those who are listening and didn't hear it. It was just mm-hmm. an example of, you know, it's one of those mornings where I'm rushing, rushing, rushing. I've got all these things in my head going a mile a minute. And I am, of course, trying to save every second I can, because why do one thing when you could do three things poorly? So what happened mm-hmm. was I was blow drying my hair with one hand and brushing my teeth with the other. And I stepped forward uh, because this was all back when I didn't have a team and I was trying to do it all by myself like a crazy person. And I stepped forward to put the blow dryer. I almost put the blow dryer underneath the water. And that's when I realized like, whoa, this is nuts. I have to do something different for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where where were you going actually? Just to work. I was just always in a rush because when you don't have a team, you know what? You always try to go faster and faster and try to catch up and try to make things happen. And you just think if you just, you know, grind it out and get up earlier and work later, that things will be different once you get caught up, once this happens, once, you know, there's always something that you think once you get past this next hurdle, it will be different. So it's just living the crazy entrepreneur lifestyle of going around like a crazy person. I can't say that enough because uh, I didn't have a team. So I was just in my typical rush. <laughs> so you, you weren't in a rush. Wow, of course. Yeah. Right. Is, was it in the morning? Yeah, I was headed to work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now you are in home now, right? You work from home now? Uh no, I still have an office. Yeah. So I st- but I have a team now, so that's very different. I was just headed, you know, to work. So now because I have a team, what I really learned more than anything is, you know, what happens is I realized that once you have a team, you can com- the turning point for me was that I realized you could change your life by simply starting your team. And that's how mm-hmm. it all started. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why we are going to talk about how to build that superstar team. So yeah. before we dive in, uh, how about you tell us how is your life right now that you have a team and what kind of role do they play in your business? Well, your team is everything. So what your team does is it allows you to execute. So, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have ideas and ambitions and all these things we want to do. But what most are missing is the execution. So you're just caught mm -hmm. up in the day-to-day -day trappings of your business. So what this means for you is anything that you want to be able to do, you have to have a team. You, you can't buy time, but you can certainly buy help. And especially mm -hmm. nowadays where the world is a global village and we can really truly afford to get help. Um, so for an example, the first person I hired after running around, as you said, almost electrocuting myself, living a, an insane <laughs> lifestyle, I used to, this was about eight, nine years ago. And when I had meetings, I would go to the, you know, the prospects office, we'd sit down, we'd, we would be talking about marketing because I was a marketing strategist, still am. And I would be making notes about different things that we could offer them and packages and stuff. And I would promise myself that the moment I got back to the office, that I would put these notes in their file. But of course, every week something came up and then I left it and they left it. And Friday afternoon, I've got all these notes there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have to piece together the notes I have. And worse than that, if the prospect called back the next week and I misquoted them, it would look like I was trying to get one by them. But in fact, I just had bad notes. So that was really stressful. And I promised myself every week would be different, but it wasn't. So Finally, I, you know, and this was eight years ago, we don't even need this service now, but I hired mm -hmm. a transcriptionist. And so what would mm -hmm. happen is I would leave the meeting and I would sit in my car and I would talk into the phone for like 30 seconds and I would give very specific and detailed notes. And my transcriptionist would then put it right into the file, like, mm -hmm. you know, that day. And, you know, it cost me, I don't even know how much, I think it was like 12 bucks some weeks. And some weeks I didn't need her at all. Some weeks I needed her for an hour. And for $12, I got the whole Friday afternoon back. I mean, it was just crazy. So, you know, what I want people to understand is when you're talking about building a team, we're not talking about pulling in some desks and paying in big expensive things that you can't afford. You're like, Chris, I can't do that yet. But we mm -hmm. live in a magical time where you could really get some help and allow you to move the needle in your company and to get your ambitions out and to keep up with your competitors. And, and that's what really starting a team is all about. Mm -hmm. So how many team members that you have right now? I have three full-time and then I have three part-time. Mm -hmm. So we're not and talking big teams. It doesn't have to be like, we're not talking like 10 people and you have to go crazy and stuff. In my uh, product that we're launching in just a couple mm -hmm. weeks, Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs, one of the modules mm -hmm. in there is actually how to keep your team trim. So we really, it's it's not about how big the team is. It's not going to be an extra chore on your plate. When you do this correctly, this team should serve you it should improve you it's not something else for you to do wow i like that one quote you mentioned earlier you can't buy time but you can buy help wow yes 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 and so when we talk about a superstar team people think that it means it means they need a team full of talented people but sometimes i feel like that's not enough to be called a superstar so from your point of view 
what does a superstar team means to you? Well, I think I have a superstar team, and anyone that works with me in my coaching program, they all feel like that they have superstar teams. So, really, to me, a, a superstar team is, you know, is is anyone that allows you to focus on building the business and to execute at a higher level. Because to me, work always means when one requires knowledge. If you are working too hard, it means you need some knowledge. You need somebody that's a an expert in that area that can serve you quicker and faster, so you can get to the next thing. That you know, it's really all about execution. Everything about business is execution. How can you get that out and keep up with your competitors or surpass your competitors? But if you're spinning your wheels and working all these you know hours and and just trying to keep up with the business. That's not moving you forward. So to me, a team is someone that allows you, like myself, to write a book. It allowed me mm-hmm. to start my podcast. It's allowing me to now get my info product out because I have a team that's taking care of all the things that I need to move those things forward. Mm-hmm. But before you even hire a team, what what is it yeah. that you look for in that person? Well, I always hire skill uh, personality over skill set. And I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing that people make a mistake on is they try to incorporate too many things into one position. So I hear all the time people say something like, "Well, I have a VA and she does some admin work for me, and she does some social media, and she edits some of my videos." So what I would tell you is the biggest mistake most people make is they try to hire someone to do four or five different things, and those things get watered down. So in the case mm-hmm. of my transcriptionist, we only used her about an hour a week. Sometimes we didn't need her that hour, but she was really good at what she did, and she only wanted to do that so she could type super fast. So she was super efficient and saved me a lot of money. But if you start saying to her, "Well, can you do this and you can do that," it just minimizes her zone of excellence. So what I would like people to understand is it's not there's a part of what do you look for in when you're hiring somebody, but also having a strategy for hiring. That's the biggest mistake. People think, "Okay, Chris, you're right." I'll go hire somebody, but they had no skill set, no strategy, no experience, and then when it blows up, they blame it on the person, right? Whereas we've been mm-hmm. working on this with our clients for years and years, so we've got a lot of systems in place to show you how to hire someone super quickly and have them on board within 24 hours, helping you out. Awesome. So you said that you need strategy to hire people. So, what are the strategies that you apply? Well, there's a whole bunch of strategies. So what you want to do is have a plan. So you know mm-hmm. we have a process and a plan in place. So when we're hiring somebody, it could be something as simple as first of all, how do you write the job description? The first job description mm-hmm. I wrote eight years ago was way too detailed, like way too mm-hmm. specific, right? And so it narrowed down how many people applied for the job. So we learned from that, and from you know all the coaching clients I work with, we have a ninety day coaching program and. You know, so from my experience, my coaching clients experience, we really have mastered the ability to put out a really efficient ad for a job that really attracts the right person. Then there's little things that we do in place that you say like, okay, you know, we put something, a little nugget in the job description. We might say something like uh, in the subject line, can you put the word cat? So we can tell right away if they read the job description in detail or if they're just copying and pasting and answering job Mm -hmm. descriptions. We can tell if there's someone that thoroughly reads something and they've got a good eye for detail. So often mm-hmm. we'll put like a little Easter egg in there saying what we want you to do is mention some bizarre word 
And then we just look through it. And if they didn't mention that bizarre word, we just delete it right away. Cause we know that they mm-hmm. either don't read it carefully or they don't have an eye for detail. So there's a whole Smart. bunch of little things like that, that move things along for you really quickly. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. I mean, that's little thing that really mm-hmm. uh, shows how, how careful that person is, right? Yes. And what, what do you find these people? Is it from like freelancing website? Yeah, so that's another any... thing. Too many people, especially now, what happens was when I was doing this eight years ago, people thought it was crazy. Like I was hiring people that were riding chickens to work or something insane. And now mm-hmm. it's become more mainstream. But what happens is people will find one platform and then they think, oh, that's where you go to get everything. But there's different mm-hmm. platforms for different services, right? So there's different platforms that would be the best platform to get a virtual assistant. And there's ones that would be the best platform to get a graphic designer. There's ones mm-hmm. that are the best if you want a long-term relationship with a graphic designer or you just want a one-off. So it really depends on what your needs are. And it makes such a difference because it's kind of like, you know, you can go to Walmart and get detergent and you can go to Walmart and get pants. But those pants aren't mm-hmm. going to be what you want to wear to a wedding. So the point is, can you get all these services on one platform? Yes, but they wouldn't be as, you know, as effective if you know where to get what services from. That's that's a really good strategy right there. I mean, yeah. I always thought that we have to go to Upwork or maybe hire some Philippine people to get virtual assistant. And do yeah, you have so any- Upwork. Yeah, Upwork yeah. Has, has many strengths to it, but they also take 10% off whatever you pay that person forever. So, you know, there are like uh, Philippine Online is really good for virtual assistants. Now they have a monthly membership, but you can just hire somebody and they cancel it after the month. They have no problem with that. So mm-hmm. it really just depends on what is it you're looking for. And then it would be really helpful to go to that platform and know what the pluses and minuses are because every platform has you know, maybe better communication skills, or maybe they take a percentage of what you pay them forever, or maybe it's a one-time fee. There's a whole bunch of variables that you want to consider depending what you need. So Chris, do you often give more than one task to one person? So let's say you have a podcast. So that means you need someone to edit the audio, you need someone to edit the show notes, the transcription, the, the videos, or maybe the thumbnails. Right, uh, all these things. So do you actually give all these tasks to just one person or do you give each task to each person? Yeah, so if you have a good team in place, really all that is is content. So whether I'm writing a book or doing a podcast or now our new product, you know, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs is coming out. Those are different content processes. We're just producing content and we're distributing them in different ways. So really, all we do is create a new process, but the same team is intact that helped me get the book out, that deal with my podcast every week, that's helping with product. We just have a process. So, you know, Mm -hmm. whether they're taking the show notes off my podcast and putting them on the website, or whether they're taking some stuff out of a funnel and for my outsourcing playbook and putting it on LinkedIn, it's the same thing. So I don't get a new team every time I have a product. That would be, I mean, we could do that. We got a pretty good system, but it would be a waste of your fuel. If you got a good team in place, then they can Mm -hmm. transfer their skill set to the next project. 
And most of my clients will tell me that people that, you know, when we help them build their team, they tell me that they get 25 hours back a week, the first month they start working with us. So, you know, that really just allows you to get those passion projects out that allow you to execute and make more money. Love that. You know, building a team sounds fun, right? Because they help you build your empire. They help you do the things that you don't like. They help you pretty much a lot of things to actually move your business forward. But the real question is, when is the right time to build a team? That is a really great question. And we get that question a lot on my website, wow. <laughs> www.winthehourwintheday.com. And the, you know what, the day or the day before you want to start running your business and have a real business is when you hire a team. Because until you start building a team, you are self-employed. And, you know, I know a business colleague of mine, he, I, he, you know, he's on my show and he was talking about his father, how he was a cabinet maker for maybe like 40 years and everybody really respected his work and came from far wide and paid a lot of money to get his cabinets. And then when he retired, he just closed the door and sold his tools. So until you have a team, you don't really have a business, you're self-employed, but more importantly, mm-hmm. you're really limited by that. But as I explained with my $12 example with the transcriptionist, boy, oh boy, if I had hired her the first week I started working, that would have freed up a lot of time. And no matter how broke you are, you can afford $12. If you can afford a coffee, you can afford to hire somebody that first week. So I would tell you the moment that you really want to be an entrepreneur, that you want to make more money, that you want to be a success, because having a team is the backbone to every success story ever in the history of business. There's nobody mm-hmm. that got anywhere by themselves. It's it's a team sport. So, you know, really day one, you should start building a team. But the second day best one. time is now. The second best time oh. is now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. And, you know, so far we've talked about the right way of building a team, hiring a team, where to get them. But is there a way of the wrong way of building a team? There sure is. And what I would tell you is, you know, we get that question also a lot because people that want to mm-hmm. take that have feel like their projects are really ambitious or they want to really get to a higher income level. And they will say, well, Chris, I, I ran out based on what you said and I tried to build a team and it didn't work. Well, because they had no experience. They just jumped up Monday and said, "I, you know, it would be the same as saying, I don't like where I live. I'm going to move and I'm going to start building a house. Like you have no background there. So too many people jump up and say, okay, you're right. I have to do this. And then they rush out and they hire somebody and they have no strategy in place. They have no hiring process, no interviewing process. And then what Mm -hmm. happens is it backfires and then they blame the person like, oh, or the economy or kids these days, or nobody wants to work hard. So what I would tell you is it is a skill set, and you know, you really want to save time and money and more than saving time and money, this is going to allow you to take your business and leap it forward and and really execute and get the execution part in place. So Mm -hmm. you want to be dealing with someone myself or someone else that does this and so that they can show you how to build a process so that you can hire somebody and rinse and repeat whenever you need it. I mean, we just Mm -hmm had one of my key people leave after seven years, she moved on and we had a new person in place within a week. It like, you would have never known she wasn't here. And she replaced somebody that was with me for seven years. 
And it really, mm. there was no growing pains. It wasn't difficult on any level. So wow. that's the kind of place, you know, you want to be at with your business. And you mentioned earlier about interviewing before hiring that person. Mm-hmm. So what kind of question do you ask to accept them? Well, one of the things I do more than ask questions is, um, first of all, questions. That's a great point. I often ask very general questions and I let them do more, most of the talking because if they're talking more, they're going to really share a lot with me. So instead of asking a bunch of short little questions, I let them tell me, I say, just tell me a little bit about yourself. And you can tell by what they offer you, you can tell a lot by that. But secondly, when I decide I'm going to hire someone, I always, always, always give them a mm-hmm. mini test. So let's say they're a graphic designer. I might say to them, you know, can you just make me a quick banner for my Facebook page? I'm not looking for free work. I want to see how quickly they get to me, what kind of work they give the details, the questions they ask. And you know what? They want that too, because they don't want you to hire them for a week and it doesn't work out. And then they've got this bad rating on their platform because their reviews and ratings are very important to them. So they are Mm -hmm. very invested in making sure that you're happy. So I usually always ask for some teeny little assignment that won't take them much time. And nine times out of 10, I hire them. But it does tell me a lot about them, about how they return that little assignment. Do you... Uh, give reward to them? Do I give, pardon me? Uh, do you give something in exchange when they do this mini task? If we hire them, well, most times we do, then we pay them for the task they did. If we don't hire them, and again, we're usually giving them an assignment that might take them like 20, 30 minutes, you know, mm. nothing big. We're not looking for free work. What we're doing is we're not going to put the time and effort and the money to get them on board and then they last a week. You can just tell a lot by somebody with that little assignment because you can tell when they start asking you questions or how quickly they get it to you. There's just a lot of really good information in that. So it is a process that we stand behind. Oh, that's a great way of approaching a new teammate. Uh, I would love to do that someday. So what to do if you have a team member that is performing really, really well, but at the same time has a bad attitude, like they treat other members badly or maybe not following the rules anything that is considered bad right so how do you deal with that well we really don't because of our hiring process we just don't experience that um we hire personality over skill set we're very much about a team sport i do not consider myself any more important than anyone that you know works with me and So we know that the way we interview people, what kind of person we're looking for. So I personally, or anyone I coach, we've not dealt with that. But if something showed up where there was showing disrespect, it just wouldn't work with us. We're here to to have fun at what we do and to treat people Mm -hmm. really well. So I have always very much enjoyed working with every single member of my team and they like each other very much. And so too do all my coaching clients. They very much like their team. So that's just not something that happens to us because of the process we have in place for hiring. So they are working from home, right? Well, they're virtual. Yes, they're virtual. Mm -hmm. And how we do have, we do have some, like not all my team. We have two members of my team that work in the office with me locally, Mm -hmm. but most of my team is virtually. All right. So they work from home, right? So that means they can just work whatever hours they like. And how how long do they like, right? So how do you know that person work the exact amount of time that you want them to work? Well, you know, like- first of all, 
I never understood that because people will say to me, like where I have friends who have offices and like I, I have a cousin who they have an accounting firm and she'll say, well, how, how can you tell people working? Well, you can see everybody, whether you're sitting next to them at the office or not, they still work in a computer and you still see the emails come through and the work gets done. So if you're mm-hmm. sitting in an environment where you have to be sitting beside somebody to see that they're working, then I think you hired the wrong person. But mm-hmm. first of all, I can tell by the work that's coming through my, my, just our, our process, like, oh, that's done. That's done. Okay. We need that done. So you can just see the work's done on the computer. But if that's something you're not sure of, a lot of these platforms like have the ability to screen capture their work. They log in and you can, you can check their work every 10 minutes on the computer, or you can use different time capture softwares. There's a whole bunch of ways you can track work or monitor it, mm-hmm. but mostly 99% of the time, I never use those because I can just see the work is getting done. Here's the work mm-hmm. I've assigned. Here's the deadline. It's all done. What's there to question? Mm-hmm. Awesome, Chris. And, you know, I, I like how, how you prioritize the personality of a skill set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, we are close to an end today. So what's the biggest takeaway that you get from our chat today? Well, I'm hoping you're getting takeaways from me because I was the one doing most of the talking. <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know what your takeaways will be, but uh, I just uh, think that the big takeaway over and over again is just that if you really want to have a business, you need to have a team. That, that's it. Yeah. Have a team to yeah. do a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. All right. Uh, uh, Chris, thank you for sharing your ideas and insights with us. Really happy to have you here. And for the winners, I'll catch you another time. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, winners. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris Ward. So I think I messed up a little bit here at the last part of the interview. And there were two things that I got really messed up on. The first one, when I asked Chris, what's the biggest takeaway that you get from our chat today? (laughs) So did you see that? I asked her, what's the biggest takeaway that she get? (laughs) I mean, I should have asked, what's the biggest takeaways that our listeners can really get from a chat today? (laughs) So I asked her takeaways instead of the the biggest takeaways that you get okay so uh, yeah i kind of mess up that part and the second one was i forgot to ask her about her website where to find more about her and all that stuff right did you realize that <laughs> i don't know how i forgot to ask that but anyway you can find her on facebook just search just search chris ward and for the book you can also search it on google win the hour win the day I'll put a link in the description below and also the book for uh, the, the upcoming book. I think the, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, right? So I will also link that book in the description below. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're not going to miss out on every single episode about using social media for business. Also, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. If you like it or maybe you don't like it, just tell me. I would love to hear that. Or whether you want to give me a five star or one star, I will still be thankful, okay? (laughs) So that's all for today. And until then, stay winning. 
Hey, thank you for listening. We hope you can implement everything from this episode. And would you like to know more about business strategies and life hacks that you can apply right now? If so, subscribe to this podcast so you can become the best you. 